The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome into Rams Showcase. I am your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams fall to two and three after back-to-back losses. Plus, roster moves are happening and they do not feel like they are quite done yet. And later, plenty of changes going on in Carolina. How will that impact the game this weekend? We preview Panthers at Rams. Before we hop in, make sure you follow the Rams Showcase and all your favorite social media outlets. That would be at Rams Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere. If you are listening to the audio only version, well, great news. There's a YouTube channel as well. You can check out Rams Showcase on YouTube and watch me talk about the Los Angeles Rams. If you are watching me on YouTube, then great news. There's an audio-only version. Maybe you can catch it while you're driving or something available where you're already finding your favorite podcasts. Ram Showcase also does have t-shirts officially. Uh, Instructions on how to order will be in the description no matter where you are hearing or seeing me. Uh, We'll also talk about it here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and hop into the action. Let's take a quick peek back at this game, the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, the Rams did fall to Dallas 22-10. to Obviously, I'm not stoked about this. Uh, Like, I got to get that out first is that obviously we hate to see this team lose football games. There's something about my emotions though, involved in this recent, these recent games that I'm just, I'm calmly. Okay. For some reason, it just feels like this team is just playing poorly. We're playing bad individually and as a team. And it just, everything that I'm seeing, it just feels like something that can be corrected. Like something that we'll see kind of change as some time goes on. You know, Cam Akers missing wide open holes, uh, offensive linemen just blatantly missing assignments. It feels like those kind of things can be adjusted and kind of coached in a week. You know, it doesn't have to be something that we we address in an offseason. It can be in a team meeting, say, hey, look at this hole here. You had all of this space, Cam. Why aren't you taking this hole? Why would you go on to the outside here or something like that? Or on the offensive line when you have Demarcus Lawrence running completely free, but two guys, your center and your right guard, looking opposite directions, trying to help out other players. Uh, They could have double teamed Lawrence and instead he's running free to the quarterback. That kind of stuff just cannot happen. Uh, So there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, It's not good. I mean, the Rams are not playing good football right now, but like I said, there's just something about it. I'm I'm like, I'm not thrilled about seeing this team play like this, but I'm calmly okay with the fact that I, I just trust this leadership. I trust this team to kind of get back on track and maybe Maybe I'm alone in those emotions. Maybe, maybe I'm the weird one here. It is kind of like, oh, I think we'll, I think we'll fix it. Like, I think we're, I think we're gonna be okay. We're going to start to get healthy soon. And we're just going to kind of get rolling. Uh, one thing that I will mention on the defense, um, I'm hearing the comment a lot of the defense is doing enough to win. I mean, the defense is playing well, but we're not winning. We've lost two straight two probably the most two obnoxious fan bases in the entire league which sucks. I mean, 
when you play against the the 49ers and the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks and lose, like it's been a, an annoying two weeks because these fan bases, they let you know it. You know what I mean? Like I'm the kind of person that when my team beats your team, if you're like a rival fan or whatever, I just say good game and move on. I'm not a sore winner. Um, I'm also not really a sore loser. Like if my team loses, I just kind of like, ah, well, you know, we'll get them next time. You know, I try to be pretty optimistic about it. Uh, but yeah, these fan bases, they're, they're not that way. Um, it was pretty fun too. We had some like, I don't want to say fun because it wasn't, it was annoying, but <laughs> they, uh, we had some fans of the of the Cowboys at the bar we watch at out here and just ridiculous people. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, I'm not here to just bash on, on people, but like they kicked a field goal and somebody started clapping and yelling Greg Zerline. And it was like, you don't even know your team. <laughs> like, like, how are you talking trash to me, man? You know, like we started clapping for the fake punt. And that we got uh, that Riley Dixon converted and like you hear from behind, it's like, it wasn't even a touchdown. <laughs> like, we just converted up, whatever. <laughs> but uh, to get back to that, that comment, uh, the defense is win- doing enough to win. I mean, obviously not. Um, they're playing well. Uh, the, overall, this team, is, the defense is, is playing fine. Uh, but to say that they're doing enough to win is just not true because uh, we're not winning. Um, the last time that this team got a turnover uh, was week two against the Atlanta Falcons. That game happened on September 18th. As time of recording, it is the 12th of October. Uh, by date of game uh, that we have this this weekend, it's going to be, uh, I mean, four weeks. So uh, almost a full month since this team has gotten a turnover. Luckily, though, I mean, we should be able to get some turnovers this week, right? Against the Carolina Panthers, who just fired everybody that's and, and maybe trading people away this week. Uh, so, yeah, it, we should be able to to do pretty good things this weekend, but we'll talk about that game uh, coming up here a little bit later. So obviously, like I said, um, we're just not playing well. Defense is playing fine, but definitely not doing enough to, to win. And <laughs> clearly uh, we're two and three right now. Uh, and I will say this too. It's like people kind of comment on, um, on, on the, the lack of points that the defense is giving up. Like, yeah, we only gave up X amount versus this team, X amounts versus this team, but all the teams we've played have had terrible offenses. So, I mean, yeah, we only give up, you know, 17 here, whatever here, but these are against bad offenses, offenses that have have had real struggles this season to move the ball. And the only top 10 offense that the Rams have played this year is the Buffalo bills who put up 31. So I don't, I don't, I'm not buying that quite yet. We'll see as time goes on. Cause of course we're only five games into this to look at averages and stuff like that is difficult still already it's it's we're we're gonna kind of develop those averages over time and kind of see how it all unfolds but like i said the only top 10 offense that the rams have played against is the buffalo bills who absolutely wrecked us so and it just was not a pretty day everybody else is like very low as far as offense goes we're playing against backups um like cooper rush in their third string left tackle and it's cool to be able to like get some pressure on them but when you're dealing with that kind of situation it's like we should be able to do it. you should be able to get pressure when you're putting Aaron Donald over a third string left tackle like that's exactly what's supposed to happen that's not necessarily a mind blowing huge game changing thing it's that's what you should do take advantage of those matchups when you have them and that's exactly what teams are doing to the Rams uh with our beat up offensive line just missing assignments so and also three of the Rams opponents through the five uh Three of the five Rams opponents so far also have top 10 defenses. Uh, so we played against good teams. Um, that's essentially like we're playing against good defenses here. Um, the 49ers defense, obviously really good. The Cowboys defense, really good. So the Bills defense, really good. We're playing against strong teams and the teams that we have played against who are not top 10 defenses, we've beaten. So 
we're beating the teams we should beat and we're kind of getting beat up by teams that are that are good. So uh, right now we are an extremely average team. But like I said, it feels like this team will get it back together. Like we're, we're losing in situations that you would kind of expect to lose when you're this beat up, when your offensive line looks like this, when your secondary looks like this. It's kind of just what you anticipate. As far as the in-game situations goes, Jalen Ramsey does get his first career sack. That's absolutely awesome. Aaron Donald, he's logging out two sacks. Uh, had the the strip in as well. That was pretty awesome to see. Incredible. Obviously, you cannot take anything away from stats that do count and are important into the game. Uh, and you're dealing with our superstars here. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. That's absolutely awesome. But that's also the third string left tackle, like I had mentioned. So that's what's supposed to happen. You should be able to get pressure in that kind of situation. Matthew Stafford under fire all day long. Uh, this depleted offensive line, obviously in pretty rough shape. Um, even like, cause we can look at the, the assignments and everything uh, uh, in the interior with backups that we're playing right now. All three of our uh, interior guys are backups. David Edwards, he went back out again. Um, really hope he's okay. Sidebar here is that like Edwards, him missing the game uh, due to feeling foggy. And then he, he plays in this game and then he goes out and immediately just goes to the locker room. Didn't look good. Um, and then now he's on IR. So first and foremost, hope the human's okay. David Edwards, uh, hope that he's doing all right. Well, you know, football can come after making sure that like his life will be okay. That those kind of injuries are scary. Obviously this is like a big topic right now, uh, in the entire NFL with what happened with Tua it's a big topic and, and something you really want to be very cautious about. So putting him on IR, on IR, it sucks because we would like our starters to be playing right now. But you got to just make sure that the, the the person, the human being that's under that helmet is is OK, first and foremost. So hopefully, hopefully that he'll be all right. Uh, but when you look at also the depth of this position, uh, this position group here, and they're just not playing well um we're like i said missing assignments you have lawrence running free when we had two guys that were essentially available to to be there to to at least put some kind of stop on him but then he's running free at um at matthew stafford like in it's not just that depth though because even if you look at the left tackle joe Nopum, just playing poorly he's just not playing well right now and i'm surprised by that honestly because Every time that he's needed to come in in the past for Andrew Whitworth, he's looked really good. Look at the playoffs last year against like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he had to start. I want to say, did he start against the Arizona Cardinals? I think so. But he was playing well in, in those games. Whenever he's been called on, he's been playing well. So the fact that he's like right now, like worst in the league as far as a left tackle goes. I mean, I'm surprised by it, but it's something's got to change, man. And we had commented on the the leadership of Rob Havenstein and, and what that that role possibly is including right now. Um, and I've had my questions, but I will say this week, uh, we did hear that Rob Havenstein did call a players only offensive line meeting. And so I'm really curious to see what that does and what that changes because this group has not been playing well. We can look at injuries, whatever, but when you're just blatantly missing assignments, that's something that is coaching and, and needs to be kind of addressed. It's not just people getting beat one-on-one I mean, it is that also, but it's also dismissed assignments. So that kind of stuff needs to be talked about. So I'm really curious to see if that, if this players only meeting has any impact on this upcoming game, or if that's something that we're going to see, uh, it, like maybe we go into the, the bye week and then, and then coming out against Sam Fran, that's when the offensive line starts to click. But either way, um, I, I think it's, it's a very positive thing to, to see that, 
that Havenstein kind of took that leadership role. This is the first time we've really heard about him, like really taking a presence in that leadership position and, uh, and trying to, to get something done about it. So also I wanted to mention, I, I always watch the the press conferences after the game. I, I usually have them on my phone while I'm driving home and I'm just listening to, to what's being said. And every once in a while, I'll stop at like a light or something like that. And I'll be looking at the comments and fans are very regularly like, we don't want to hear this from you, McVeigh. We, we don't need to hear, we need to get it fixed. Obviously it needs to be fixed. And, um, well, you know, cause he makes these same comments, uh, a lot of, you know, we got to do a better job. We got to, I got to do a better job getting my guys in position. Um, and I see fans like that get really frustrated about those comments, but I guess my question to those fans would be, what would you rather hear? Like, I, I'm kind of confused because I don't mind those comments. Uh, like those don't really hurt my feelings to see that Sean McVeigh is taking some blame, even when he doesn't need to, he's not, he didn't put cam Akers in a situation where he didn't see a wide open hole to run North. And I, who knows how many yards he gets on that? Uh, Cause he's a shifty enough guy. Instead he runs and loses like three or four. I mean, to the sideline. So to, for him to be taking any kind of blame, I, I don't mind that at all. We could go back to Jeff Fisher press conferences where he's sitting there like, well, we had a game plan and it just wasn't executed. Like he always threw it onto the players. I, I don't know. I like my coach taking some responsibility, even when we as fans can know and can see that it wasn't his fault, like uh, uh, in certain situations, because yes, some of the play calling has been real weird. And why is Cam Akers playing so much anyway? He clearly is not getting it done. He's not the guy. He's <laughs> he's not the dude. He's not the dude we thought he was going to be. And that's OK. Daryl Henderson, I think, is better. I want to see a lot more Malcolm Brown. Seems like Malcolm Brown's only coming in to to do some some pass protection stuff. Um, but I think Henderson might be our most talented guy. Cam Akers, though, I mean, he's just not doing it. Um, I don't know what is going on with Cam. He is playing almost scared. It's He's missing wide open holes. Um, so it's just, it's confusing to me. But the play calling, like I said, too, is like, we, we're not seeing the normal McVeigh stuff. Have we seen jet sweeps very often? Um, I mean, we see a couple of maybe fake jet, jet sweeps, but... We're not really seeing it that much. Um, the wide receiver screens, I think we're hitting too hard. Um, that tight end screen, I don't recall seeing it in this game, uh, but that's a that's a solid play just to pick up a quick five if you need it. Um, but the Rams are just losing on first down, and then it puts the entire situation just like kind of in shambles. Did really fast also want to mention uh, Tutu Atwell. Um, I did put out a video last week that said, LA Rams wide receiver Tutu Atwell is a bust. And of course, uh, I do that video and then he uh, has an amazing play uh, for his first NFL catch a 56 yard reception over Trayvon Diggs, who is very talented uh, at the cornerback position. So uh, what I will say right now, a uh, great catch over a great player. He tracked the ball extremely well. Big play for the Rams and love to see that. But I have not changed my mind. Um, I felt my phone buzzing right away after that play happened. And it was people commenting on my video saying like, oh, I don't know. It looked pretty good to me. It was one play. Let's rein it in. All right. It was one play. A great play. One great play. But it was one. Like, let's let's maybe I would love it. I would love nothing more than to put out a video at some point this this season saying like I was wrong about Tutu Atwell. This guy is awesome. I would love nothing more than to do that. I just, I just don't see it happening. All right. He had one, one play, <laughs> one play, um, which is awesome. I mean, Hey, it's, it's a start, right? It's a start. So maybe this is something that can spark something and then he could kind of get it rolling, but I am not ready to, uh, 
to concede that uh, that he is now a superstar. He's a Hall of Famer kind of guy. I don't. I I'm not ready. I'm not ready there. I'm not there yet. Um, and and I guess I would point to the fact that um, we've seen Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf throw touchdown passes, and that does not change anybody's opinions about those guys. So that's uh, that's what I'll say on that. Uh, some transactions uh, we are expecting more. I'm not going to have all of them because uh, date and time of recording. It's just it's not possible for me to have them all. I can kind of check to see if we do have any others right now. Nothing at the moment. Um, so let's we'll kind of keep our eyeballs on it. Uh, the Rams did wave running back Jake Funk. So Funk train the Funk train Funky Town is unfortunately no longer in Los Angeles. Um, so. I would anticipate that he's he's a candidate to come back to the practice squad. Uh, looks like we do have an opening there. Uh, left guard David Edwards did get added to IR. He is dealing with some concussion issues, so hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, Matt Skura has been added to the active roster from the practice squad. So um, all things considered, the Rams do have one position open right now. And I did want to mention one thing because I've been very adamant uh, that uh, two or excuse me that OBJ will be returning back to the Los Angeles Rams. But um, I will say we had an interesting little thing that we just we just saw today on Twitter. And uh, there was a Twitter account that said that Odell Beckham Jr. is at the Buffalo airport per sources. And then some kind of comments happen back and forth. And Odell weighs in and says, L.A. knows where I wanted to be. Wanted uh, to be wording there. There's a lot of wording in this that I think uh, can be dissected, um, but they didn't offer me anything. Remember that they didn't offer me anything. So I don't know what people want me to do. I definitely know my worth and what the offer was isn't reflective of that. So it's tough to say that I can come back uh, even though I thought I finally found that home. So there's a couple of contradictions already in this. Um, so LA knows where I wanted to be. That kind of is stating that like they knew I wanted to be there, but no longer. So that's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. And then he says, he follows that up with, but they didn't offer me dot, 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 dot anything. And then the next sentence is what the offer was isn't reflective. So there's already contradictions in this. Um, he's saying that the, the Rams didn't offer anything, but then in the same exact tweet is saying uh, that what they did offer was not uh, reflective of what he was looking for. So not really sure what's going on here. Um, there, This is definitely something to follow. I've been pretty adamant that OBJ will be returning to the Los Angeles Rams. There are some other thoughts of uh, him obviously go, potentially going to Buffalo. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. I think that they could really use him in Green Bay. I think that that would be a total game changer for them. Uh, the Chiefs are still in the conversation as well. So um, I, I'm not ready to say that he's not coming back to the Rams until he's not coming back to the Rams. So like I said, though, there was already contradictions in that single tweet uh, saying that the Rams didn't offer anything, but that what they did offer was not enough. That doesn't make any sense. So um, we'll kind of keep, keep our eyes on that situation. Um, I know that a lot of fans are. Um, the only thing that I can't get on board with is calling other guys king. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's weird. It, feels, it makes me feel uncomfortable every time. Like, I'll come back to LA, king. I don't talk like, I don't know. I'm not here to bash anybody. Do your thing. Whatever you feel comfortable saying to other grown men is your business. But 
it makes me, it makes me feel weird. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to any of my friends. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm not going to say it to strangers who it, Odell Beckham Jr. is a stranger to me. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting situation, like I said, that we'll be, uh, be kind of following. Um, but who knows what OBJ is going to do? I will say this. I still don't think that um, that Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Rams or not coming to the Rams is the make or break for this Rams season. I think that we are very antsy to get wide receiver Van Jefferson back. I think we're very antsy to get some of our starting offensive linemen back. I think we're very antsy to get some of our secondary players back. We're also antsy to get Allen Robinson a little bit more involved into this offense. Ben Skoranek looks solid as well. Tight end Tyler Higby. Um, I I like what he's doing. Uh, I think we just need to get him a little bit more involved. Um, although, I mean, you could argue that Cup and Higby are the only ones actually involved in the offense. Um, but I, I think that we're going to be okay with or without. So would I like OBJ to be back in Los Angeles? Absolutely. Uh, but do I think that we're absolutely doomed if he chooses a different team? No, I don't. So take that for what you will. All right, before we move on, Ram Showcase does have t-shirts and they are awesome. I have one right here. Um, so this is one example of a, of a Ram Showcase t-shirt and this design here was actually a suggestion from the homie Tyler, who said that, uh, hey, you should make a shirt that's kind of modeled after the Super Bowl ring. And uh, that's exactly what what uh, happened. And AJ helped me out quite a bit with that design. Uh, so awesome stuff there. Thank you so much, AJ. If you would like to purchase a Ram Showcase t-shirt, we got uh, this style in three different colors. Also another style in three different colors. That's the bone, the black, and then the royal, like you see. Uh, so they are 25 bucks a piece uh, order directly from AJ. Uh, just email him aj.rsgear at gmail.com. You can order directly right there. Uh, and I can't tell you enough how, uh, how much it means to me. It helps out the show a ton. So thank you for uh, for everybody who's purchasing those. Also, some more merch headed your way. All right. We have the Rams hosting the Carolina Panthers who are going through quite the journey this week. Uh, so we'll we'll give you that full game preview coming up next. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. I am your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams hosting the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers coming in at one and four. The Rams sitting at two and three. This game will be televised on Fox at 2.05 p.m. or uh, 1.05 p.m. Uh, local time. Uh, Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez will be the commentators on this game. Uh, we'll put up the distribution map here. It is extremely sporadic, and I do anticipate this one changing because when you see those little spots like that kind of all over the place, you get like a little pocket in Indy, a little pocket over here, what, like all over the place, then um, it's usually subject to change. Well, it's always subject to change, but... Uh, those kind of situations, usually we, we do see some updates. So uh, as far as like I, I tweeted the photo out, I also posted on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, uh, but I'll kind of update that. If we do see any big uh, major updates, I'll, I'll definitely keep uh, keep posted on those. The Rams will be in their Royal jerseys for the first time this year. We'll see that in four straight games in five straight weeks. Of course, we got, well, the bye week, which you don't wear a jersey for. I mean, you can if you want to. Um, it's not like frowned upon, I guess. Uh, you could wear whatever you want. I'm not here. To, I'm not the fashion police. All right. Do whatever you want. Um, we also do uh, a little bit of a thread uh, where we always try to guess the the pant color that the Rams are going to be wearing, because obviously we know the jerseys uh, throughout the whole season. But uh, so this is the first royal jersey. But I'm going to go ahead and lock in my guess here right in front of you right now is uh, going to be the bone pants. I'm going to say royal on bone 
is what I'm locking in for my prediction here. Uh, that's uh, Payo Time and Rams House are the other uh, channels that we uh, we kind of get our guesses in right before. Uh, they do release 24 hours in advance of the game. So we'll get that at 105 on Saturday. The story of this game, um, obviously, a lot of this one is going to go to the Panthers side where uh, the Panthers did fire their head coach, Matt Rule. They also fired their defensive coordinator. So a lot of changes going on for the Carolina Panthers, and that is so difficult to game plan against when you have no idea what they're going to look like. But Steve Wilkes, former Arizona Cardinals head coach, he is going to take over. He is the interim head coach uh, for the rest of this season, it looks like. So Steve Wilkes, uh, as an NFL head coach, was 3-13 and in Arizona. That was in 2018. Uh, the only other head coaching job that he's had was also for just one year, and that was in Savannah State in 1999 and surprisingly difficult to find the record of Savannah State football team in 1999. That wasn't that long ago, but for some reason, difficulty finding that record, but it was one year. So maybe that's uh, a little indicative of what that season looked like. I don't actually know though. So maybe they were champs. I, I genuinely have no idea. Um, many Panthers players also in conversation for some trades. There's at least rumors going on. We know that the Buffalo Bills reached out about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, DJ Moore has been in the conversation for uh, potential trades as well. So uh, it's it's very possible that we see that before this game happens, that uh, maybe they lose some of their superstars. It's got some very interesting vibes on uh, like as far as this matchup goes, like the Panthers. Are they going to play desperate? Are they going to play like loose with nothing to lose against the defending champs? Or are they going to be all stressed out and down on themselves? Like, oh man, like we, we fired our coach. It's only, we're only going into week six. Like we already, we failed the season already. Like, and then they're just going to roll over. We'll, we'll kind of see. But, uh, and then also on the Ram side, are we finally going to start playing in sync with each other? Like, are we going to start meshing together? Is the offensive line going to stop just blatantly blowing assignments? Is our secondary going to start kind of shuffling a little bit better and start letting some like less underneath, which drives me insane. But I know some people like it. Some people like our defense right now. Um, so I mean, Hey, that's, that's cool. Um, I just like my defense a little bit more aggressive and I think we have the team to do that. I say that every week though. I think we have the team to be extremely aggressive and press and blitz and get creative. And we, we just let them kind of come to us. So We'll see what changes. Um, but again, the offense is really the the biggest part of this. Uh, the defense is, is playing fine. And if this defense keeps playing like this and the Rams offense can put up some points, I like what we're sitting. But at the same time, like I'd mentioned, um, that the, the, the offense that the Rams defense is playing against are bad. <laughs> the only good offense that the Rams have played against is the Buffalo Bills who put up 31. So uh, curious to see how that kind of goes on. Uh, we do have some some games coming up where you can kind of get a good peek at it. This game, obviously not. Um, then we have, was it the 49ers after that? Um, trying to remember here. Um, maybe Tampa after that, I think. Um, so yeah, we got like, we will eventually get some good offenses again where we can really gauge our defense. But right now I don't think it's a, it's a fair gauge of where our defense is at just based on who we've played against the, the Cowboys offense. Not very good. The Niners offense, not very good. Atlanta, Arizona, they're all just okay. Um, and then the Bills, like I said, is the only uh, really good offense that the Rams played and they gave up 31. So I think it has to absolutely be considered. Um, and But this game for the Rams, I think it's it's very much, you know, the Rams are going to play. We need to play our game because the Panthers, they're going to be impossible to game plan against with a new coach, a new defensive coordinator, they're like a new quarterback coming in as Baker Mayfield went out. Uh, so we'll play against Darnold. We have 
nothing really to look at as far as like game tape to look at like tendencies or anything. So like Sean McVay said in the Sean McVay show, uh, was it like, we gotta, we can't beat ourselves. Like we gotta start, we gotta make sure that we're not beating ourselves before we look at what our opponent's doing. Um, and I think that that's what exactly what this week is going to be for. It's going to be to kind of like, let's, let's figure out what we're doing. Let's, let's just play smart, disciplined football and then go into our bye week and then kind of just take a breath and then move forward. And this is the perfect situation to kind of do that. in. we get to play against a team that we absolutely should beat the crap out of. Um, we're like 10 and a half point favorites. We should beat them up, but, uh, we just got to kind of like, just play a smart game. Don't screw it up. Maybe make some big plays. If defense could get some turnovers, something, I think that would be really helpful as well. And then just kind of go into that bye week. You get a breath. Maybe you know, we're going to come out of that a little bit more healthy. Uh, we get Van Jefferson back after the bye, stuff like that. So kind of take a beat and then move forward. But there's something about this team. Like I, I, I trust that. I don't know if I'm alone there, but I trust that this team is just playing bad right now. Uh, and then we'll start to kind of pick it up. But um, and then like the Panthers, like, like I said, this like the Rams, it feels very much like as long as we play our game, we'll be fine on the Panther side. It's, it feels very like it, it feels very like it's still early, but could the season already be over? Let's just kind of see what happens. And that's a dangerous attitude to play against when you're, when your opponent is basically like, well, I mean, we kind of already have accepted that this season's not it. So let's just kind of, let's just see, let's go out there and have some fun. You know, like that's a dangerous team to play against. Because they're loose, they're they're casual, they're not stressed, like whatever. Like they, the Panthers could not win another game this year, and no one's going to be like, "What is going on with the like?" They just fired their coaches. <laughs> it's like a whole fire sale going on. Like no one's going to like pick them apart now, so they can play as loose as they need to. Some milestones to take a peek at: uh, We got tight end Tyler Higby. Uh, he's two touchdowns short of becoming the all-time touchdown leader uh, in Rams history for a tight end. Linebacker Bobby Wagner, just one tackle away from becoming 15th all time in regular season tackles. So he is like just going to get that right. I mean, he's, he's the Rams leading tackler right now. Uh, it feels a very much like he'll become a top 15 all time tackler in this next game at home at SoFi Stadium. And uh, linebacker Leonard Floyd, he is one and a half sacks away from hitting the 40 career sack mark. So he's uh, creeping up on that. Defensive lineman Aaron Donald is one sack away from becoming sixth all time amongst active NFL players. So uh, way up there. And keep in mind, all of the players that are above him right now were drafted earlier than him. So he's just he's just playing on on free time here. You know what I mean? Like he's he was drafted 2013, of course. Uh, and then the the guys that are all ahead of him were like most of them were 2011. That was a really strong pass rush year. We talked about that on the live stream. Uh, just because that really stuck out to me. The names, it was like, damn, that was a 2011. That was a 2011. That was a 2011, 2012, but that was a 2011. Uh, so strong, strong class. But Aaron Donald, he is uh, coming in hot, uh, coming for those records, uh, sitting at now uh, the 102 mark. Uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford is just 158 yards away from passing quarterback John Elway for 11th most passing yards of all time in NFL history. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Feels a lot like he can get to 158 in this game. Uh, so John Elway suck it. All right. Uh, let's move on to, uh, the players of former Rams who are uh, participating on the Carolina Panthers this year. I say participating very deliberately punter, Johnny Hecker. Uh, so longtime LA Rams, uh, punter was, uh, well, of course he even dated back to St. Louis. He was on that dude. Perfect video with Greg Zorline. It was awesome. That was good stuff there. 
That was the NFL kicking edition. Uh, but Johnny Hecker, uh, of course, he is now the punter for the Carolina Panthers. Linebacker Corey Littleton, who I was always a big fan of uh, when he was in, uh, in, in, in the Rams roster, the Rams organization. Uh, but I really liked him as a, a special teams guy. And then he, he came in as a linebacker and played pretty well. He played really well, uh, well enough to price himself out of a Rams roster spot. And then he went to the Raiders and stuff. So uh, Corey Littleton, though, I was always a big fan of him. And then offensive lineman Austin Corbett, who I really wish we still had right now. <laughs> That'd be really cool if he was on our sideline for this game. Right. Uh, but Corbett also playing for the Carolina Panthers. The history of this matchup, the Panthers do lead the all-time series 13 and 9. Uh, the Panthers at the Rams, so the Rams hosting Carolina. Uh, the Panthers do lead that all-time series 7 and 4. These teams have played each other twice since the Rams have returned to Los Angeles. Uh, that is 1 and 1. They've split since the return. The Rams are 2 and 6 in the last 8 against the Carolina Panthers, so that's pretty tough. And uh, series points, this one kind of stuck out to me a little bit. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have scored 461 over the Rams. The Rams have scored 455 over the Carolina Panthers. So as the Carolina Panthers do have four more wins than the Los Angeles Rams in this series, they only have six more points. So that's very snug in there, uh, which kind of just tells you that uh, the Rams, when they win, they're winning by a lot. And when the Panthers win, they're maybe not winning by a whole bunch. But again, it's 13 and nine, which is only how many games? I'm going to do math. Oh, no, math. 22 games. So this is the 23rd matchup uh, in this in this series. So. It's obviously not a not a huge sample size to look at, but enough to kind of get your your nice averages. Right, let's take a look at the matchup in this series here uh, or in this game with the Rams offense versus the Carolina Panthers defense. The Rams offense is 26th in the NFL. The Panthers defense ranking 19th, passing the football right around the same rankings there for uh, 18th for the Rams offense, 17th for the Panthers defense. Running the football, the Rams are dead last in the NFL, putting up a little over 62 yards a game. Uh, but the Panthers defense not necessarily stopping the run that well. 27th in the league and points being scored. The Rams just 16 a game. That is 29th right near the bottom of the league. And uh, the Panthers defense giving up 24.4. That is tied for 20th in the NFL. So right now uh, the offense just really feels sloppy and unorganized. So obviously that's something that we would like to uh, see kind of get addressed and get fixed as time goes on. Um, the bye week, um, I almost wish it was just this week, um, because it's, it's like, we just, we just, it just feels like we need it. You know what I mean? It just feels like we could really use bye week right now. Just kind of get some, get healthy, just take a week off to kind of kind of just take a beat and take a breath and, and kind of just reassess what you're doing. Some players that we expected to be a big help just are simply not right now. Uh, Alan Robinson, Joe Noteboob, Cam Akers. These are guys that we really just thought would have a much bigger impact than they really are. No boom. Looks like he's he as far as rankings go, he's one of the lowest, if not the I think um, as far as left tackles, he's like the worst in the league right now. Alan Robinson, um, he's having trouble getting separation. Uh, and every time he does catch the ball, it feels like he's on the ground for some reason. And uh, so he's just not not really making any um, any real impact. Uh, I, it got pointed out this week. <laughs> Uh, I got a text. It was um, it was like uh, Allen Robinson had as many receiving yards as our fourth string linebacker, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like I know I can hear the comments already. I know what you're saying, but uh, it's it's kind of just a that was a funny little stat. But uh, Allen Robinson not getting uh, not getting the production that we thought he was going to get. And I think that's the nicest way that I can put that is he's not getting the production that we thought he could get, uh, whether Whatever you think that issue is, he's not been known to get separation. He's not been, 
known to, he's been that guy to win just like those one-on-one catches, but like the jump ball situations, but he's also not doing that for us. Uh, he's getting those batted away. So, um, uh, it was also pointed out, uh, that the, the Rams offense has never been like a short passing game, never been really quick on that, but it's been extremely timing based. And Cooper cup mentions that all the time of, uh, you got to get to your spots and you got to be there on time. And maybe that's what Allen Robinson is not doing. Maybe he's just not getting to his spots on time. But of course the inner workings of this, this offense, you know, when, when rookies get into this offense, um, they, they take quite a while to pick up all the little nuances of a Sean McVay offense. And they're in the meeting rooms and hearing scheme and in the game plan and talking with Stafford and cup and getting all this stuff. And they're usually not ready for a full year. So me sitting out here in Colorado talking to you about it, I don't know the inner workings uh, and nuances of this offense. That would be a bad thing. That would be a bad sign if I knew all of the inner workings of this offense, because that would mean that everybody would know the inner workings of this, of this offense, that all of the defenses in the NFL would know exactly what the Rams are trying to do at all times. So it's a good thing that I don't know that stuff because I'm not in the meetings. We shouldn't have access to that kind of stuff. So that's, that's right. That feels, <laughs> that's a good thing. Alan Robinson though, like I said, it just feels like he hasn't found the rhythm yet. Um, but I do anticipate that coming. He is a smart player. And like I, like I mentioned, like the, the rookies usually come into this team and they, they, it takes them a while to really get that rhythm. So Alan Robinson, he's not a dumb guy. He's going to come in. He's starting to get it. I think that he's going to get more involved as the season goes on. So I'm hoping that by like week 18, we're just like, oh, this is Alan Robinson, you know? So I'm still holding out hope that that is, he's just a little bit of a late bloomer into this offense. Cam Akers has no vision at all. Um, he's, he, uh, he needs some, some doctor visits, some optometry visits and, uh, to just kind of figure that out because it's, it's alarming at this point. I'll put a picture up here because I, <laughs> this hole here, um, I don't know what the play call was. Maybe he was told to go outside. All right. Maybe that's what, what, what the coaches told him to do. And in this situation, try to hit the outside, but it was open. Uh, you could at least pick up a couple there. Um, I say that generously. You could at least pick up a couple of yards in this situation. So I don't know what is going on with cam, but, uh, regularly he's missing holes. He is just not seeing it. Um, he's just smashing right into the back of all of his, his offensive linemen when there was a huge hole right to his left. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff just got to stop. And that's why I say that Daryl Henderson, I think, is our best running back. Cam Akers, uh, he's just not getting it done. He is not as advertised uh, whatsoever. So that's uh, unfortunate. Joseph Nopoom, like I'd mentioned as well, uh, he played last year when he was called upon. But right now he's um, bottom bottom of the league as far as left tackles go. So I don't know what's going on with him, uh, but I would like to see him kind of settle in. Maybe he turns a corner soon. Uh, one thing of note here as well in this matchup is uh, Sean Ryan for Carolina. He used to be Stafford's quarterback coach in Detroit for two years. So he does uh, know Stafford a little bit well. Uh, maybe that will come into the game plan as well. Looks like Brian Allen is going to be back uh, as he is listed out as the starting center on the depth chart this week. Uh, Bobby Evans listed as the starting left guard with Skura, who recently got pulled up to the active roster. He is backing up at left guard. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. This offensive line does get our center back. And like I mentioned that play with uh, Lawrence running free, that is exactly something that Brian Allen would have pointed to or something like that. Cause like I've been critical of Brian Allen, but obviously he's better than, you know, having a guy like Coloni in there. So uh, just more understanding of what this offense is all about. So that could have been addressed that, that it could simply be 
a play that doesn't happen if Brian Allen's in. So stoked to have Brian Allen coming back in this game. Bobby Evans, who I have been a fan of. I like Bobby Evans, even though sometimes he does not play to what I feel like he can play uh, to the level of, but he is, uh, looks like he's going to get to start at left guard. So uh, let's go Bob. All right, let's take a look at the other side. We got the Carolina Panthers offense versus the Rams defense. The Panthers offense, uh, one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, they rank 31st in the NFL under 300 total yards a game that is rough for the Panthers offense uh, Rams defense right now sitting uh, tied for number 10. So top 10 defense uh, right now for the LA Rams passing the ball uh, Panthers 28th in the NFL. And of course that will take a hit as they will now have their backup quarterback coming in Darnold over Mayfield who did get hurt Rams defense 13th against the pass uh, running the ball 89, 89.8 uh, for the Panthers offense as 27th in the league uh, Rams defense 11th against the run. Points being scored, the Panthers under 20, so tied for 20, uh, 24th, uh, but that is more than the Rams. Uh, but the Rams defense giving up 23.2 out of the 16th in the NFL. So obviously there's um this this Rams defense ranking-wise is, is looking fine. I will say this, though. Uh, third down, the Rams are bottom half, 22nd in the NFL. Uh, the Rams are giving up 5.4 yards per play. Um, that's not a good stat as well. So we can look at certain rankings. We could say like, oh, this is top 10, top 10 defense in yards, um, but also 5.4 yards of play. I mean, that, that, that averages to, we're not even getting two third down, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when we do, we're bottom half of the league. So uh, that's, uh, you know, you can look at a lot of different stats and tell a lot of different stories with those stats. I think that this Rams defense overall is playing fine. I think they could play better. Um, that's what I that's what I can say about it. There's certain situations, like I said, the turnovers. It's been it will have been four weeks since we've seen a turnover from this Rams defense. That it helps out your offense out quite a bit when they can get the ball at like the thirty. You know what I mean? Uh, so that that's that's big help instead of you know just always getting those punts and uh, Pal back there, who I will aggressively call him Pal from now on, um, especially because he's. He's pounding people, dude. Like, like I love that. That's one of my favorite things to see is when, uh, when, when, uh, Powell is back there. That's what I call Brandon Powell and I will forever. Um, that like when the ball's going over his head, he lays a shoulder into somebody, dude. I love that. That's so cool. Um, I'm, I'm liking Brandon Powell a lot more. I think every week that passes, I like Brandon Powell. He had that one play too, where if he didn't slip, man, who knows where that, that, that play could have gone, man. Could have scored, could have scored. Cause that guy's fast. He's shifty. He's exciting to watch. Uh, so let's see here. We have a great chance to shut down a beat up offense and improve some of those defensive rankings. Like I said, this is one of those plays or one of those games where it's going to be just don't screw it up on your own side and you should be okay. Uh, the uh, the team that we're playing against, as long as we don't beat us, it doesn't feel like they're going to beat us, right? You know, like the, the Panthers aren't going to come in with some sick game plan where they just like dice us up. It feels like if they do, it was our fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're just blatantly better than the Carolina Panthers, right? I mean, I know we're one game ahead of them, but it just feels like that's something that should happen. So as long as we don't beat ourselves, we should be able to win this game. Could you some turnovers here? Uh, Darnold coming back in. Um, so you know what? Maybe he's a little rusty, whatever, but he also, I mean, he's been there. So we'll see what happens uh, with Darnold uh, taking back over. But the coaching changes, we still don't know what the, what the game plan is going to look like. We're waiting on some injury updates, but it does look like Durant could return this week. He has appeared on the depth chart. Uh, Robert Rochelle uh, listed as the starting corner opposite of Jalen Ramsey, not Kendrick, like we've seen uh, for a few weeks. So uh, Robert Rochelle, I we heard some comments uh, via the Twitter area that um, they were like, oh, maybe Robert Rochelle's a little bit of a bust. Like, why is a rookie starting over him? Uh, but of course, that's not cha- that is changing this week. So 
uh, we'll keep our eyes on Robert Rochelle and the rest of the secondary who is beat up right now. Um, that's uh, the two groups that you really don't want to see get beat up is your secondary uh, in a passing league and your offensive line in a passing league because Matthew Stafford under fire constantly and uh, the secondary just struggling with uh, you got a lot of young guys uh, and digging into the depths of that depth chart uh, to to get guys uh, to contribute. So that's obviously a lot of different things. And real fast um, to mention on Matthew Stafford, um, I've, I've seen a lot of comments about hatred towards Matthew Stafford, like Ma- Matthew Stafford's not getting this done. What the heck do you expect him to do? Overall, I don't think he's like necessarily lighting it up. I wouldn't say that he's like excelling or that I'm impressed or anything like that. He's playing fine. He's playing what Matthew Stafford is is able to to play as in the circumstances. He's very rarely got a decent amount of time uh, to find a receiver. He's running all over the place. He's getting blasted blindside all the time because people are not holding up their blocks. Uh, So overall, I think Matthew Stafford's definitely not to blame in this situation. He's running for his life every play. Like what? What the heck? Like when we do a play action, he looks up and there's a guy right here. Like what? What do you want him to do? He's not Michael Vick, all right. He's not like one of these guys that could just bust out of that. He's Matthew Stafford. Like you got to just give him time. He's got to be able to sit in the pocket. That's when he thrives. So I don't think, like I said, I I wouldn't go over the top and be like Matthew Stafford is like unbelievable like he's he's playing fine he's playing like we expect matthew stafford to play a good game you know what i mean but he needs some help matthew or uh, sean mcveigh said it in the press conference like we got to help him out we got to block him we, we got to block people for him we have to get a run game going for him we need more people than wide receiver cooper cup to get open why are cup and matt gay the only people that we can score points with you know what i mean like he's he got to open it up a little bit so uh matthew stafford i think is doing all that he can do and i think he's gonna be fine so a lot of uh bashing towards Stafford. I'm uh, I'm just not here for. All right, that is going to do it for me. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase uh, just about everywhere. At Sheriff Joe Bags for myself, just about everywhere. Ram Showcase does have t-shirts, uh, so make sure you order those directly from AJ. 25 bucks a pop, and uh, they do, like I said, help out the show quite a bit. Uh, also, make sure you... Uh, our, uh, if you are a listener of Ram Showcase, make sure you watch on YouTube and give a sub there if you are watching. Uh, there's an audio-only version. Maybe you're driving around, you want to listen to me while you're working out. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not talking trash, all right? I clearly don't. I'm not a workout guy. <laughs> I'm more of a napper. <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for me. Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, yeah, I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase. Um, for those of you, who are not Rams fans. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.